Hi, my name is Amar. And my name is Alero. And this is the podcast for people who love to eat, drink, and travel deliciously. Vibes. <laughs> I'm sorry if we ruined my performance. So we have with us two wonderful guests. Um, I would start with the lady and then Why do the ladies guy. always have to start with? Um, because life isn't easy for women, so we take our wins where we find them. So Samira, do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, uh, it's Samia. Samia. Um, I'm a person who loves to eat food, amongst other things. Yeah. Thank you for having me. My name is Salem. I don't really like food, so I wonder why I'm here. But this is going to be interesting. I have a lot of questions for all of you that love food. So, wait. Let's pass there. <laughs> How are you surviving this country without food? Like, without any joy? I didn't say I, I don't eat. I'm just saying, like, you know the way you guys talk about food? Like, it really sparks joy for you, you know? Yeah. You talk about, oh, it just melts in your mouth. Like, I, I don't understand. Something. I just want to eat and get done with it. Everything Something has never melted in your mouth. Things have melted in my mouth. I just didn't tell people about it. Well, why are you guys drinking coffee? Like I said, something sacrilegious. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want you to go there. It. I didn't want to go there. But what my question is like, I, I'm always intrigued by people that are like, I don't like food. Um, for the most part, food is like something I'm supposed to take to wake mm-hmm. up the next day. Yeah, to not so die. By no, there's no way you have a favorite dish. Like, there's nothing that if they made it for you, you'll be like, oh. This person likes me today. Definitely, there's there's things like that, especially because I enjoy acts of service. You no, know, if you okay. if you cooked for me, that would actually touch my heart. What is it being but... Nigerian men and always wanting to be cooked for? <sighs> what did I throw? What did you catch, bro? <laughs> Come on. Well, I will just circle back to what's your favorite dish before yeah. you tax you. I I really love fried yam, but okay. the problem is I I don't feel like anyone can make it the exact way I want it, so I always make it myself. There's somebody I know who is always slandering people that like yams. Like, why do you like to gag? Like, <laughs> I mean, yams quite nice. Yeah, I like yam too, and I don't get why people. And then she likes potato. I'm like. So potato you, is yam that is trying to serve people that don't like yam. Like, I mean, yeah. why do we always have to choose between things? Why can't it be a buffet of flavors? I'm not here for sweet potato. Let me just okay, throw that Okay, that is there. rude. No, it's not. That is very rude. Yeah, just throw that I'm going there. to need you to take that back. No, I can't actually. Sweet That's, potato is wow. actually wackadoodles. I'm so sorry for saying yeah. that. I'm, with what? Yeah. She doesn't it's like wha- sweet potatoes. I feel. I thought I liked you. I I'm with her on that. You know the kind of potato I do. that I don't get is like mashed potatoes. Why are you mashing? Why are you mashing your? Potato? What do you have to say in defense of sweet potatoes? Um, well, let's look at the nutritional facts. The glycemic index Girl. on sweet potatoes are freaking fantastic. Is that right? They help regulate your blood sugar. Okay. In addition to the fact that they're just bloody good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when you crisp them up at the edges crisp, okay. and they're soft in the middle, it's the very definition of life itself. Mm. You know, it's like plantains and yam had a very, very lovely baby. But why did they even meet? Let me understand. It's potato you're reciting this poem. As in potato, sweet potato, sweet potato. Yes, it's very. I feel like if I want to eat something sweet, I'll get candy. 
Jigger. smoothie. What's wrong with everybody? Is it upside down world? I mean, I was so this is the thing. I would even go further to say that like when I go places and they tell me they don't have fries and then they offer me sweet potato fries, I kinda wanna just like I want to swear for them. I want to throw it in their faces. Like how dare you fry sweet potato? Because then now it's not fries. It's sweet and oily, so it's just like, what it's, is exactly. happening? Umami is what's happening. It's, it's not yum, it's not, it's potatoes not potatoes. It's, it's like, well, I want to say two things. Potatoes don't have umami. Umami is not sweet. Two. Umami is the umami, literal umami concept. Umami is, I know, but uh, potato, I'm thinking sugar. Then two, I'm going to say this in defense of potatoes. Potatoes saved my life in university. I don't know how much it is now, but university... Sweet nice potatoes. food use sweet potatoes and yams and you know leaf sauce would go and buy each slice would be 10 naira. Oh, so wow. if you had 100 naira, you could be satisfied mm-hmm. just potatoes and the sauce. Sometimes it's stew. Like you would be full. Like you said, potatoes are filling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my savior. Or sometimes if you want to for a little razzle dazzle, you know, you put akara <laughs> and then you just mix it and everything you're mixing your stomach. It's like I feel like balancing foods with like pairings like wine pairing for example there are reasons why certain things go with certain things but then there are also hoodlums that just try different things like i don't know beans and but then again sorry i've seen, yeah. I've seen someone try beans and mango before but, but what gives you the right like based on what factors do you decide mm-hmm. that somebody's a hoodlum because sometimes that's just what they like right and that's the thing with people who are very adventurous with food you don't let the rest of us hear what <laughs> every time is how can you call sushi raw fish you know if you don't have taste no, say you don't have taste fish. exactly but people are like i'm saying if someone says oh i can't have i can't have that because it's raw and i just don't know how to stomach that the person who is adventurous will give you crap for it well i agree with what you're saying because i feel like sometimes people who have like uh what do you call it like their palate has expanded. They've had a exactly. chance to... Yeah. It's some sort of, like, badge of honor. Mm. And I feel like, you know, there's a way around it where you can invite people who are less adventurous to the table. Mm-hmm. And then also, maybe in the same regard, people who are not as adventurous should be open to, like, expanding their palate. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, what works for you should work for you without necessarily having people telling you, oh, you don't know this, you yeah. don't know that. Yeah. But with that being said, sushi is raw. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it that you get rid of the program or you're like, I don't want to do it, which is fair. I mean, um, yeah. I think that with, with the subject of sushi, mm. I mean, you can take ginger baby steps in, you know? There is cooked sushi as well. I just heard oh, about like that Oh, like the one today. at Gosto. I just heard about that today. There's a lot of fried Gosto sushi. Gosto was really nice. I, I mean, there is also sushi is... There's a diversity of sushi. Korean sushi is different from Japanese sushi. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it's a little different. I think Koreans. What's are very... sashimi? Because the Sash- time I tried, I tried sushi and sashi. The first time I tried them, I tended to prefer the sashimi to sushi, and I was told the sashimi is raw than sushi. Well, sashimi is just um, sliced raw fish. That's quite literally what mm-hmm. it is. The elemental fish itself, just raw fish. Whereas sushi is more of a pairing of ingredients to create a roll. Mm. But then, you know, you also have like ebbies and omigiris and you have like all the, you know, they all have their little things and their little names. I mean, the the collection of them is sushi. Mm. So you have a roll. The sashimi is just raw fish. Then you have a roll. 
you know. So sashimi is part of sushi. Sashimi is sushi. sushi. Please keep in mind, I'm not Japanese. But <laughs> <laughs> sashimi is sushi, but from what I understand, sashimi is just raw fish, sliced raw fish. This does not mean there is not artistry to it, because there is artistry to it. There's artistry to determining what part to slice, how to slice it, the delicacy, the thinness, the freshness. All of that is art. Feels like like I'm looking at your fish right now. I'm lost. I am so lost. There's something else you guys mentioned earlier. I heard you uh, say a word, umami. What's that? I don't know. It's like one of the five senses, so, taste or something. I'm not entirely sure if it is um, Japanese or Korean, but I think um, it sounds Japanese. But umami is basically flavor profile. So every our palate is formed of different sections and mm-hmm. different sectors. You know, mm-hmm. you have acidic, you have spicy, salty, sweet, tart, um, sour, bitter. So when a dish is able to sort of like have this many different parts of you know when it has a flavor, mm-hmm. a complexity of flavors that's hitting all those notes, mm-hmm. that's umami. Mud. So it's like. <laughs> So when I umami is like Maggie, like what? So so that's I was, what you got out of I'm everything so she said. I'm gonna say <laughs> she's just broken it down. It's I'm such saying, a like, like, so like, like soundbite was so lovely, <laughs> and then the next thing I just hear Maggie. Like, how did no, no, so I was I was together? reading, I was watching something. Um, I think it was it's BBC Food or something, and they were talking about things that give umami flavor, and you know mm-hmm. you start to hear MSG. Mm. You know, you... MSG, MSG was created to, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I read somewhere that MSG was created to kind of bring umami like to life. Like, to, yes. And then, you know, Maggie's based on, you know, the MSG. That's why I said Maggie now. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> no, no, The way you said it was just like, you know, <laughs> you want umami, buy Maggie. That's, <laughs> that's but, but, but if you really look at it, MSG gives umami flavor. It's like that's... Yeah, but it's not like you can just fix anything. Like, you could just want to make an omelette. Oh, I want to mommy my omelette. Why are you putting mommy? Why is your omelette is not supposed to taste like I know. I'm just saying, like, the way you said it. I've had some sweet omelettes. I'm sorry. The only best kinds of eggs are sunny side ups. Like, what's best? There's a diversity of eggs. I There's so many ways to cook eggs. Oh, I forgot Alero is an egg hitter. Oh, you in don't general, like eggs. Yeah. yeah, I think it's been like two decades since I had egg. No way. No, no actually, way. Childhood like, trauma? Big time. Like, listen, your parents made you eat it? No, but like <laughs> something horrible happened in primary school where somebody brought bad cake to school, and mm. I could tell it was going to be a bad cake because I could literally smell egg. Ooh. And then the whole school, like the whole class ate it, and the whole class. Ate it. Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> After that, I've just never been able to like see egg and oh like want gosh. to like put it. I I don't know what egg tastes like. Let me put it like that. I just know I don't necessarily like it. My brother has something similar. Yeah. Yeah. So With well, eggs too. Mm-hmm. When we're growing up, my mother is a nurse. Mm. She quite loves to make sure her children are eating high nutritional value food, and as non-cereal eating children, mm. we were very we preferred our rice. For very nigerian of us jesus yeah Egg, uh, sorry rice in the morning. yeah we just we loved savory food we were not a cereal eating children but bread yeah my mother was like you know 
the substitute to this is eggs. Mm. You are going to eat eggs for breakfast. Every morning before school, you will have two eggs, a slice of toast, some juice. And I will go, you will go about your day and I'll make sure you're happy. But here's the thing. If you eat two boiled eggs for breakfast okay. every morning, it gets tedious. Yeah. <laughs> so we started to come up with creative ways to hide these eggs. Um, I would throw them in my bags. Oh my, my brother um, did not want them at all. Yeah. You know, and my mom, bless her, she invented these ways. She actually got sweet pepper. Mm. So my mother has like a boiled egg recipe where you basically like cut up the boiled eggs, you sprinkle a bit of salt on it and sweet like pepper. Egg. <laughs> yeah, basically. She puts sweet pepper in her Why eggs. Why is devil in that egg? She's like trying to get us to eat the stupid eggs. Yeah. But like, yeah. So till today, yeah, I'm okay with eggs. Mm. But I visited my brother in DC a while ago and I opened his fridge and there's a crate of eggs in there and I'm trying to make like toast or something with like a side of eggs. And I crack the egg open, mm-hmm. and a bunch of brown juice spills out. Oh my out. god! And this is because my brother actually doesn't eat eggs. Like, Why is he buying at all? A friend of his left it oh. six <laughs> months ago. Oh my, oh my god. god! Yeah, yeah. So my mother trumped. So I get it. Yeah. I so should, yeah. So you can't eat carbonara. Mm, no. No, let me tell you. Look, let me let me also say this because I'm okay with being a fake hater of eggs. Like I'm actually okay with it. Yeah. I'm good with it. I understand it. I know it's more of a mental thing than actual. I just found out recently that chicken chicken and corn soup has egg inside it, and I was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I was so <laughs> devastated. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe that I'd be eating chicken and corn soup, and that that floaty white thing is mm-hmm. egg. I'd be oh. taking the whole thing. And when I found out, I was like, okay. Mentally now, have to go back to eating eggs. So, so you're not going to eat chicken corn soup Now that she's conscious, it's now going to be difficult. Now, yeah. When I found out, I was like, oh my god, my body has been betraying me. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm allergic yeah. to eggs. Yeah, because there's eggs in a lot of things that you can't immediately tell. Like mm. even with the cake, you weren't supposed to be able to smell the oh, eggs, fine. but except because it was really bad. I will eat cake. Yeah, but there's sure. egg inside. Oh, you're a fake hater. I, that's, I, did I not say yeah, this? Did you that, not say? No, I, said, I, <laughs> no, I just okay. wanted to state it for totally the record. Okay. She's never going to hear totally the last okay. of it. I just, till today, I can still smell that cake. I feel you. It was not a good day for anybody. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many Probably people That's visceral. It. So, me with food. I So, I'm adventurous with food. And when you said you don't like food... Like, you know, I didn't say I don't like food now. Okay, Why you but you're not me? excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't get you hot and bothered. Yeah, so no. I think that was me. And what I quickly realized is I need joy in my life. Mm. So that's why I, I think around 2019, you know, when I moved to my place for the first time, 2020, mm-hmm. and I realized that, you know, I was eating rice, the same rice, the same beans, the same soup every day. And I was getting bored. So what mm. I started doing is I started creating my own recipes. So I almost never cook the same things the same way for more than two, three times. I'm oh, wow. like, if you see my YouTube, it's food. Yeah, the, the videos you watch. Yeah, the first time I had a biryani was I made it myself. Oh, what? Nice. It's like it's very nice. several months later, I went to a restaurant to have it. Was it which, which which was better, yours or the restaurant? So, I think that I was. I used to wonder if I was actually having real biryani. Yeah. Right. 
because it takes a lot to cook like it's a very stressful meal Indian to make like sometimes mm-hmm. you have to cook it across two days if Ooh. you really want all the flavors to sit in it's very complicated like you have to really like cooking to make it to so i went to a restaurant tambema in ibadan and then i had it and it tasted very similar to what i had so i was like mm. you know what i'm a good damn good cook <laughs> <laughs> you but i preferred the because so mine used to be slightly soggy Okay. Because of the kind of grains I was in, then I started using basmati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now it's like you know, almost restaurant quality. A good tembama is really good. You yeah. know those guys. Yeah. So, well, mm-hmm. I want to ask your experience learning how to cook. And, well, I, you know, I've always known. I grew up in the kitchen. You've always the known how to cook. Ah, okay. Yeah, I thought you learned as child. an adult. So I've also, but I didn't used to like cooking because I had to. Mm-hmm. There are certain foods growing up, like you know, in my late teens, you use once it's the ones to cook beans is amade oko, <laughs> because I know how to cook beans very well, like yeah. my own style of cooking beans. Um, but I, you know, it was like a core. Yeah, is it core or chore? A chore. 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 It was like a chore, and but now growing up, it's still a chore because I have to do it every day. I cook every day or almost every day. Mm. Um, but then I don't like eating fast food. Fast food is boring. That's quite good, actually. It's boring. Like, I want to... Food is boring. Like, I don't know. Life is stressful. It's hard enough. So, if Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat, I need those five, ten minutes of eating to be pure joy. Yeah. And that's why I prefer to make my own meals. And because I make my own meals, I know how to, you know, try out new things. Mm -hmm. Try... Sometimes... Let me say, I have a 30% fail rate... If you try different things with meals a lot, you're going to mess up certain things. Okay. You know, they're going to... one At some point, you're going to mix things that should not have any point. Yeah. Like, have anything to do with each other. It's happened a lot. But then again, it's like, I always take it as a learning process, you know. Um, for example, I realize you're not supposed to fry. Like, if you're doing a stir fry, you shouldn't put sesame oil when you're frying. When should you put the, the flavor goes done? No, towards the end. Like, if you're doing fried rice, for example. Mm. You know, when you've put the rice, you can... And then even with a wok, if you're making it with a wok, you don't pour the soy sauce directly onto the rice. You have to pour it across, around the sides Mm -hmm. so that it's going to, you know, drizzle in and not make some parts of the... Then when you stir or you toss, it evenly distributes the soy sauce because if you just pour it on the rice, it's going to stain and you're going to feel it more where you... Poured it, poured it yeah. and it's not going to really suck. So when you're eating the rice, some places will be saltier or soy saucer than yeah. other parts. So it's like all these tricks, you learn them from making mistakes or from watching YouTube yeah. or from, you know, or even like making steak, for example. If you're going to pan sear it, you know, you have to let it rest. If not, all the juices will go out when you're done. You have to like, if you cook a steak for say eight minutes, <laughs> you have to let it rest for at least four minutes. If not, yeah. if you cut the meat immediately, all the juice, the juice doesn't settle back in. It's, it's, there's a difference. Yes. And that's, that's why when I go to have steak in a restaurant, I'm always frustrated about how dry some of them are and they're really expensive. Well, again, what would you, what is your go-to? Before I even say that, I want to just, I feel like clapping for you. Yeah, <laughs> the way his eyes lit like, up when he was just, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I want that in I my life. To, I, I mean, I feel like, like, I feel like your particular gender as they're watching your hair, you, you only have one head. And no, you it's, it's, it's really not that. It's just that I, I want, there are very few things in this life to 
actually enjoy like I don't have to say in, in an adult like in if you live in Lagos. Yeah. There's traffic, yeah. there's KPIs, yeah. there's stress, <laughs> not there's the KPIs. nights. <laughs> so I want that 20, 10 minutes I'm eating in a day, you know, all of them try I just want to have and I don't know if this is a bad habit, but mm-hmm. then I can't just I'm eating. I like every nothing else matters when I'm eating. You don't so even, you don't even when I'm do. reading a book. No. Like I can eat and read a book, but like I'm tuning every other thing out. Fair, fair. You yeah. know, I just want yeah. to have pure joy, enjoying a good meal. Mm-hmm. Good. I do think it's personality, though. I think there is a personality of people that bake and the other personality mm. of people that cook. I'm not a baker. I'm not that a is. baker. Baking is a picture. Yeah, like it's boring. Baking is a whole other. With that being said, if you get it right, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. yeah. Mine, for me, between cooking and baking, I just look at the return on investment. Like, I'm going to be here for three hours, <laughs> three to two hours, yeah. eat for ten minutes, come back, watch this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> eat for minutes, all hours, and bring me the finished product. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's me. But I would say that, for the most part, I only would cook maybe once a quarter. Yeah. Damn. And it's like, so what of, What happens to the quarters on, no. when you don't meet, meet your KPIs, your mm. cooking KPIs? There are people for that. (laughs) I will say this much, right? There is Christmas for me is like, because cooking for me is also a way I show that I care about people. So come Christmas, I will make seafood okra, you know, Mm -hmm. fried rice, jollof rice. Like I will throw it down Mm -hmm. knowing fully well we'll be back here 12 months from now. So that's it for me. I will cook, but like not every day like this i cannot do that yeah i mean it gets tiring like it it gets really frustrating sometimes it's so hot to be in the kitchen (laughs) it is very hot it's just so hot yeah Yeah. and my kitchen is small like (laughs) yeah but i understand the frustration from going to a restaurant and then paying a certain amount and then they bring it and you're like i could make better that feeling oh that's 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 feeling mistakes in lagos that feeling hurts no but i will stay there till we get it right i will keep on taking it back it's just it's just so frustrating it's your money right and when you go to a restaurant ideally a good restaurant should know that like till they get the plate right they shouldn't charge you but what if you're trying something new and you don't know how it tastes? <laughs> then you played yourself. So, well, here's also the thing, right? It's like, I feel like our palates in Nigeria, it's mm. kind of like, okay, for example, I remember before the podcast started, I was telling you guys about how I went to a restaurant and they served me bolognese mm-hmm. and they broke the pasta, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. very rude. <laughs> and I was up in arms about it because, you know, Pasta is supposed to be al dente. Mm. You're supposed to make, and you know, you're supposed to serve it a little bit tough. Not too, it's like that perfect balance of it's like harder. hard yeah. and soft. That's yeah. what makes good pasta. Oh, mm-hmm. the average Nigerian out there, you know, you never done. <laughs> but when you break it, it kind of diminishes that because it gets soggy. Yeah. And so this is actually a very popular restaurant and they served me soggy pasta. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is, I can't eat this. This is literally, this is like not edible to me. This is like mush. I personally have an issue with like mushy textured food. Okay. You know, so I was struggling with it. And the chef and the people were just like, well, this is one of our best sellers and yeah. this is how we do it. And I mean, I didn't make them take their food away. Okay. But I also sort of understood that I may need to have a little bit of grace in moments like that because 
a food is only as good, a food culture is only as good as the palate of the people mm. who enjoy it. Mm. You know, the Nigerian palate may not necessarily, may not be groomed for what I enjoy, or for what I understand, which is the biggest challenge, right? When you sort of go to restaurants and you come in with your palate and you expect them to sort of cater to it, However, their palates are not groomed for what you enjoy. It's like this conflict, whereas they think like this is their own representation of what is good. And you, on the other hand, have a different understanding of what's good. And that's an immediate conflict. And it makes sense to you, but it also makes sense to them. And that's the biggest challenge, I feel like, with being experimental here and going to restaurants, you know? It's just, uh, for example, I was at a place yesterday as well. I ordered a noodle soup mm. and you know I, it was, <laughs> I feel like I know how this ends bless her <laughs> <laughs> you know I did they use indomie to make the noodle soup no <laughs> you know the thing is I was expecting like this like ramen type situation because you know ramen has got different sort of flavors a little bit sometimes a mixture of like pork and seafood and belly seaweed all these really interesting things and that's what the photo looked like oh no not the photo there was a photo they didn't download it from somewhere (laughs) well listen (laughs) this was actually i also had fate because Mm -hmm. this was like the menu was in chinese so Mm. i thought well this is authentic chinese food i mean i know chinese food is not ramen but it seemed kind of like similar to that sort of flavor profile and i was like okay this is exciting I'm going to get a rich, delicious broth. And then a bowl came Mm. and it had like crab and the soup was white and it didn't look anything like the photo. And I was like, sir, um, it does not look like the photo and I know what I want. And he was like, oh, you know, what you're looking at in the photo is actually squid. And I'm like, no, that's not squid. I'm pretty sure that's pork belly. I have mm. eyes and that's pork belly. I recognize pork belly anywhere. And he's like, no, that's squid. I'm like, please don't tell me what's squid. It's like, it's like gaslighting. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. Restaurants, man. They have the... Gaslighting. They have Nigerian like... Restaurants. Listen, you have to almost like record yourself where you're placing your order so that when something comes I back know. to meet you, you can press Receipts. play and be like, this is exactly what I said when I said it. I don't know what you heard or what you thought. But don't don't actually have me here looking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you started I, I literally spent like five minutes like questioning my own eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I literally looked at it and was like, do I not recognize what pork belly is anymore? Like, I'm pretty sure that's not a squid. Like I know what a squid looks like. Like how? I just like to know like how did it? If it was like lamb and you know pork, you can but then seafood and Land food. How did this end? <laughs> well, Not land you know, food. <laughs> I told him to take it away because I. Here's the thing: it's a money thing, right? Yeah. Do they refund if you ask them? Because I've never did had. Did you mind pay before you got the food? No, to... I didn't pay before. <laughs> Usually, I, I eat food. what they give me. Like yeah. I just yeah. take my L and eat. Yeah. I do no. try to be like. It's really difficult because I think about the restaurant, right? And I think about oh, it must have cost them a lot of money to go through this and mm. blah blah blah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I also work very hard for my money. Mm-hmm. I know. And I would like to enjoy myself. So yeah. the reason I'm coming to this expensive place is to, you know, yeah, to have a good experience. time before I go back yeah. to face the world. <laughs> and to be honest, like I would like I agree with you for feeling bad for whoever you need to feel bad for, but in terms of like how much it costs for them to make the meal and how much they're charging you, you're like 
is like um what do you call it the cost price versus the selling price mm. the it's selling huge. price is like times four of whatever the cost yep. price is so don't feel bad because that's how they make a profit and mm. i I, be, I fully am of the mindset that people need to actually turn down bad service as soon as they get it like i will not pay for this this is not what i ordered you know please so like, what, yeah. where do you draw the line place? between that one and you know appearing so that you look difficult. cheap or you're being difficult um, so I, I guess i would say it's in the bites that you took off that plate before you complain like don't finish half the meal and then just be like yeah. you know one bite in two bites but then they can't they can't they have to throw the meal away that's none of my business yeah actually that's actually See, but that's what you're supposed to do you're not supposed to serve it to another person so this is why it gets really tricky for me because i start ethically thinking about food waste yeah mm. and then restaurant yeah. bottom lines because you know, i hear the margins are really thin really in really the restaurant thin. industry like, to be like, very i work honest. in the restaurant to be very honest, that is not really your problem. That's not. <laughs> Especially when you're paying. This is something I had to learn too because I didn't really used to go out much until I was dating this person who used to go out a lot and she was the kind of person who would be like, oh, it's too salty. Hey, take it back. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm just be like, yo, chill. I didn't say I'm fine. <laughs> you know, she's just be like, no, no, no. They, no they'll take dad. it back. You know, and I just learned from all of that that sometimes you just need to stand up for yourself because you're paying. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're and not you... paying three five for no, the No, no, you're not. Especially in Lagos. You're paying bro. 30, 35, 40. There are you some know? places. Do you know that deep I've paid I've gone to a place where per person was thirty five K each. I'm like Yeah, that's rude. See, this is the problem I, I actually have with Lagos, right? I yeah. no, listen, yeah. I love gumma food. I yeah. love like I want, listen, on an ideal day, man, my love language is a bloody six course meal and a glass of wine. Amen. Several glasses of wine, wine pairings and, those things, and wine courses. When you order yeah. do you order wine by the glass or by the, the bottle? Because usually yeah. before I go out, no, I I'm a salary and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Before I go anywhere, I check the menu online. I thought everybody I, did that. I, there are people that don't because I don't, I don't want any surprises yeah. and I know how much I'm going to spend. Even if somebody's taking me, like, cause I'm not going to freeload on somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause if I'm taking someone, I want them to have the like that, they should have fear of God. When they're ordering, no, don't have the fear of God. <laughs> if you're taking me out of my house, you should have the fear of God, not me. I'm so sorry. But here's the thing, though. I do feel like if I'm going to pay that much money, I'm fine with paying, but. I love value for money. Exactly. That's, that's you are not giving me value for that my money. That is rude. That is yeah. rude. And I feel like a lot of Nigerian restaurants, or I should speak to Lagos, a lot mm. of Lagos restaurants, mm. it's really more about the vibes and the aesthetic yes, and than the, the actual IG food. Than the food. And mm. I'm like, I couldn't care less about all oh, the aesthetics nice. Yeah. yeah, sure, whatever. But I don't want to take photos of myself for the gram. Mm-hmm. I want to eat a really good meal. Mm-hmm. So why does my food taste asinine while your establishment look lovely? Priorities made. It's called packaging. Yeah. I, I have cried on the beach in Brazil because I had a stew that reminded me of my great, like my grandmother's mm. sister's cooking. Mm-hmm. And I felt such a strong connection to home in that moment. It made me cry. That is what food can do. Yeah. It can unite cultures. Like, I don't have this experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I said I like was it. deep. But like, I was like, like it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, it was like, you know, there's a thing. It just makes you feel like the world is so small. It was palm canals. You know, in Brazil, I was like in the south of the country. Um, I think it was this. I was off the coast of Recife or Recife, whatever they call it. Um, and they have like 
the climate is quite similar. So they have this palm kernel stew type thing. Mm. And I was having it and I was just like, why is this so why is this so familiar? At that point I hadn't been to Lagos in years. I think in about two, three years. Mm. And the intense amount of nostalgia and homesickness that I felt in that moment oh, that's beautiful. made me cry. I it took me out. It was completely unexpected. Mm. And that is what I hope to experience when I eat. Mm. I don't want, you know, I feel like we're in this culture of like gourmet and really interesting. That's lovely. But, you know, sometimes I think that we need to have like, we need to do a better job of like preserving those flavors like that our great grandmothers and our grandmothers, like the very elemental like flavors, like cooking a stew, for example, with just locust beans, you know? Or like all these ingredients that we are also a culture of people who I think are very trendy with our food. Mm. Trends come in, trends go out. There's not as much like preservation Mm -hmm. or archiving. But I think food can also be part of like archiving tradition Mm -hmm. in a way that we don't preserve here. Mm. I completely agree with you. You know, you ever wonder how we used to cook before Maggie became a thing? Bro. I think yeah. it's more so the herbs we used to use back then. I know because yeah. now Maggie's everywhere. It's it's like you can't cook yeah. anything without. And that's so interesting you would say that because I even like when I think about like our restaurant scene, like going to like a restaurant that serves like Nigerian food is not necessarily seen as like an upscale thing to do or something mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. like do. Yeah, it's more so your pastas, your rice, your beef. Like we don't I go to like Nigerian. a Nigerian restaurant and say I want stachabanga and that's yeah. like presented to you in like the most. I don't even think I would. If I went to a restaurant, I don't think I would do more than. Do you want to? Do you want 50? to go and spend fifty k? Yeah, buying, I don't think I would. I would not. And then there's another I thing about. So there are upscale yes, places where, like, there's this popular place where you go for amala, and I hear the amala is extra, like, amala of ten k or yeah, 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 the one in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so, and this is what I was talking about when we're talking go about. There a lot. Well, I think that's like the only example mm-hmm. of, you know, but then again, if you go to a, re- and let me ask you, Salem, now, mm-hmm. if you go to a restaurant, what would you order? Like fine dining? Fine dining? Jollof? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I know I would look for a steak. That's something that would be familiar. Mm-hmm. What kind? Uh, how do you like your steak? Medium rare. Explain medium rare. Because I feel like Nigerian medium rare and it's different. Rare I, I, I once posted I it. <laughs> I once made steak and I posted it on my stories and people were there. Ah, this meat's never done now. Explain <laughs> <laughs> medium rare. That's the only thing. I've never tried anything else. But explain how, like, is it pink? Is yes, it, slightly pink. pink. So that's oh, medium. So that's I've medium had well. the best. Slightly pink. No, the best I've had is from. Oh, 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 are we allowed mm. to name names? I, Probably not. It's up to you. Like, the best I've had is in Abu Chasha. Like, okay. Yeah, not in Lagos. I haven't... So if I had to... I never really think of fine dining because f- food is not something I consider, uh, you know, so... But if you travel, are you going to look for... Are you going to look for jollof rice in Brazil? I'm going to look for fast food, bro. <laughs> so, no, wait. Tell me... Because I do have a theory about, like, you know about nigerian men young nigerian men in their 20s wow i do think i'm being therapized i'm sorry it's about to get hopefully it doesn't get risky (laughs) no 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 i do feel like you guys actually have a very traditional americana palette Hmm. i actually think that when it comes to sort of like experimenting with like 
food that is not Nigerian, mm-hmm. you guys, you know, seem to be the generation of like, you know, there's a saying about like that comes from French New Waves films about being the generation of Karl Max and Coca Cola. I really do feel like you guys are the generation of burgers, fries, and Coca Cola. Yeah. And chicken wings. Yeah, that's me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. So if I went to restaurants, if you ask that question and remove the fine dining part, mm-hmm. I just always order fries and wings because it's the safe option. So that's right? that's the thing. Cause I'm usually like, if I'm going out to eat, why are you eating things you can make in your house or you can because buy I can on the street? Because I can make it in my house. <laughs> so, but but then there's a larger conversation about our Nigerians. I saw I saw a thread by CCME on Twitter. If you I think earlier this year or last year, mm-hmm. are Nigerians on adventures with food? And an overwhelming majority of Nigerians said they are not adventurous. And yeah. I don't know. I think that there are there's different layers about it. I think there's the part of being safe option, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the aspect where there's their class divides. Yeah. You know, people who are on advent more adventurous are you know, either from, you know, well-established people families can to be. or upwardly mobile people, you know, you're leaving the trenches and, you know, you're exploring and then, but, you know, and then again, if you notice w- where different restaurants and different cuisines are, they're usually in upscale areas, in mm-hmm. VI, in Lekki, you're not going to see an Italian or an Asian restaurant in Ajegunle. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most of these things are important that people simply in certain areas, simply cannot afford. You're not going to see, you know, intercontinental restaurants in Abulegba. Yeah, those are first world problems. To so, but, but, but then again, there are some people who are well-to-do, you know, that can afford, but will still look for stockfish mm-hmm. to cook a goosey soup in, I don't know, in... There's, in anywhere. In, there's this pla- I, I, no, there's this place in, in London. This Peckham? Peckham. In Peckham. <laughs> or people travel. I know people who travel and only eat pasta and rice throughout. Or they look for Nigerian rice. Like, I think that food can serve as tourism. It's a way for you to experience other people's cultures and stories. There's like, I heard, I read, or I, I, I listened to a podcast on how ramen, ramen used to be a thing until like 1940s. I might be getting the rate days wrong, but it's not traditional food. There are certain foods that have become popular these days because of World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if I'm trying, if I travel, I want to experience all of these things, experience the full breadth of flavor, you know. And that's why even times I can't afford them, I cooked, I try to make them in my house, yeah. you know, because I just want to, I may not like all of them, but then again, it's also a very expensive thing because exactly. I once went to a restaurant and I ordered. <laughs> Do you remember the? I ordered. I never. I ordered rabbit lasagna, and that he was one of the worst things I had ever tasted in my life. Wow. And a plate of this thing costs like, I don't know, twenty k. That's not too bad. Imagine if it, if it cost more. <laughs> For something you don't like. For something I could... I, I didn't eat up to half. What did you pay for it? wasn't real lasagna. <laughs> did you pay for it? Well, Thank no, you. it wasn't from my pocket. <laughs> so imagine if... But then there are other smaller times where it's been from my pocket. Imagine if I had for that particular one. That's it the is most... very disappointing. It is. I have a very expansive palate. I think that when I travel to a new place, I, I don't just think about 
trying the food. Do you know, and this is about to be me having a moment of like, oh, a person who's telling you how you're supposed to feel about your experience. But I do feel like the best way to experience the culture is through their food. I'm sorry, I don't feel like you can truly get to know a people without knowing what they eat. If food is the very definition of life itself, mm-hmm. you truly cannot know a people until you know how they eat. Because it is not just about the present of their food. Their food contains their history. One of the reasons I think Nigerian men in their 20s um, have a limited palate that's very Americana (laughs) is because they did come of age during the time that Americanerism was at its height. We grew up in a post, you know, that was like post-military regime Nigeria Mm -hmm. in the 90s and early 2000s where people were fleeing to the US in droves. There was an expat culture that was being returned to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Palettes were adapting to fit that transition of cultures. We went from a culture that had a very sort of like British understanding of ourselves to fit in a lot more. With I mean, Americans. yeah, when you sort of even your older people in Nigeria, they tend to have more of an English accent. Mm-hmm. But when you're younger people, they have American twang. And that transition is the reason why our cuisine became american now. became more american you can't see shepherd's pie here yeah what's see shepherd's pie um it's british it's british it's like potato potatoes <laughs> and meat and <laughs> carrots you 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 probably find mash. burgers first like, you right find a burger before you find <laughs> yeah. shepherd's pie. I, well i don't know she said it's the best way i feel like the word best mm. is even relative <laughs> you know but it's a way of understanding a people and the experience and their culture and what they've been through mm-hmm. the food is the thing that you can hide a lot of things about a culture. You can hide a lot of things about what people have been through, but the food always shows. Like when I was in Cuba, for example, I struggled eating Cuban food mm-hmm. in Cuba because I found it very monotonous flavor-wise. And the reason for that is because I was used to like Cuban-American food. Mm. I did spend a lot. I grew up in Florida as well. Nice. And Cuban-American food is very good, very buttery, very... You know, lots of oils, lots of things, lots of things going on for it. But the way Cuban food in Cuba is, is very different because Cuba... Is communism? Communism. Communism is doesn't have that capitalist access. So you have only a fundamental amount of things that you can cook with. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that starts to eat into flavor. It starts to eat into the variety of what your food can be. Mm. And so I found Cuban food in Cuba to be kind of bland as a result. That's why, you know, when we think about how fast food has become a prevalent part of Nigerian culture, it's because of the political climate of Nigeria, the influences that we have had, Mm -hmm. and this sort of like birth of like, modern capitalism that we seem to be like running towards Mm. in nigeria that's about convenience and time and simplicity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when you are trying to create this sense of like you know simplicity and easily accessible and fast the things you lose are the delicacies and intricacies of like spice and herbs and whatever you have maggi and that's insta flavor 
there's a reason why we love indomie there's a reason why our fries now come in bags there's a reason why we love burgers the whole americana was born out of the idea of convenience fast move mm-hmm. yeah. quick mm-hmm. quick 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 and it is speaking to this very time that we're in so that is what you understand from getting the food of a people you see their present you see their past you see their history to have to eat it though <laughs> some people just want to get satisfied and moved on but there's something i want to i like when you were talking there's something that, that i thought that occurred to me there's also migration patterns you know um if you look at more cosmopolitan countries i use cosmopolitan for the want of a better word say america for example america you, it's hard to point what is American's food, you know, mm. because it's like a melting pot. melting pot of several traditions, cultures, cuisines. And, you know, Jackpot Wave, people typically mm. go to those countries, mm-hmm. you know, and they take their cultures with them. Nigerians, Jackpot, and take bags and bags of, you know, mm-hmm. crayfish and mm-hmm. dried food and set up businesses there. Same thing with the UK, yeah. for example. But then you start seeing less... Um, less what's the word um more homogenic culture so to speak like if you start going eastwards mm-hmm. you now see that people there are not there's migration patterns don't typically even if you when you come to nigeria you see we have a lot of expatriates come you have lebanese owned restaurants mm-hmm. you have italians you know they set up shop in vi in lekki you know and people you even get the chance you know but then these are concentrated in several parts just because... So I feel like Nigerians, especially Nigerians outside this... That's why I was talking about economic thing. Nigerians outside these areas, someone in Nsuka, for example, is probably going to be young because there's no... I don't mm. know of any, you know... In, in more, most, most, most parts of Nigeria, like... The more... I think it's a thing of exposure. A lot of Lebanese, a lot of Eastern Asians, a lot of... British people, a lot of Americans, like you said, the Americana thing. So, like, for example, pizza. Mm-hmm. Pizza became, it boomed very fast in Nigeria. Like, I know when it was, like, a start, there was a time where it was a status symbol to, to eat, eat pizza. pizza. Yeah. Like, you know, but then again, it consists of the things that we love. We love bread. We love meat. We love stew. Mm. We love stew. You know. But see the commonalities. This is the thing I'm always saying about food. It's kind of just like it's only alien until you get to know the element of what it is. Pizza yeah. is bread and stew. Let's just Loki. like Loki. on God. Like, <laughs> like it really <laughs> is. It's it's, yeah, it's just fancy bread and stew. Yeah. Why is it so expensive though? Because it's oh, pizza. Imported mm. ingredients. And it's also yeah. technique. Also, this yeah. is another thing you're paying for, technique. Sorry, just, I want to just take us back a little bit because we've spoken about pasta today. And there was a time where there was a place that was um, trending about their pasta. I think their pasta was like 30, upwards of 30k. They said it was linguine. It was spaghetti. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but here's the thing. For me, personally speaking... I want us to get to the place where we can shame restaurants into making homemade pasta. Oh my God, because yes. Because you're not going to be giving me dangote or yes. yeah. or barilla and tell me yes. to pay 30k. Of 30K. You have yes. to make it. You yes. show me that you crack it? that that's, egg that's inside the, the well there's of this, that flour. There's, there's this and place you, in, like, in VI. Amen. Where, like, where you, like, you, you actually watch the chef do the tipenyaki mm-hmm. um, style. Oh. Oh, that's, you're, you're, you're talking about Japanese food now. Right? Yeah. I'm, so like, I'm com- the, com- you're talking about the... See, but you will pay that 30 or 50k and be like, you know what? 
that made sense. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. Make That's sense. how I feel. It does not make sense. I can bring it from my house, the pasta, <laughs> and I give it to you. Then just charge me for you the sauce. You know what? Let's, yeah. not even, <laughs> let's not even just limit it to pasta. Let's like all dishes, right? Mm-hmm. Nigerian dishes. If you use the old-fashioned stone and mortar, you know, the ones, mm-hmm. the stone grinder, if you use That it gives to, you that authentic... If you use it to grind your pepe, mm-hmm. and you use all of this, like, really, really earthy, natural stuff in there, then you can charge me 30k for my yeah, Give me my <laughs> I will eat it. Give me techniques. Actually, actually, give me techniques. You know, but like, I would yeah. understand there was labor that went that What did they tell you about this story? I want to hear your story. If you tell me the story and the story does not match what I'm actually eating, then what are we doing here? Why are you not making pasta from scratch and tar- charging me 40k for pasta? What are we oh, but there are places doing? that... I feel like even if it's 7k pasta, like... Barilla is, I don't know. Barilla no. for five people is like one five. I mean that's fine, <laughs> but then charge accordingly. If you're going to give me store bought pasta, that's fine, but don't charge rent. me a fortune. Huh? You rent, you're paying for the rent. I don't again. You're like, paying for the rent and the air conditioning, chef salary. And <laughs> I I do understand like, that. Location. If that's what's happening, then that's fine. You know. Yeah. There are margins. I mm-hmm. completely understand. But, you know, don't charge me a 500, 600% markup. That's madness. That is selfish. A 200% markup. 300, I can even understand. And with a store-bought pasta, when you do all the numbers, like a 200% markup is like 7K. 300% markup is like 10K, right? So let's cap it at that. Mm-hmm. Don't charge me a 600% markup because it's just madness. It's just bad business. Yeah. Yeah, mm. we should shame them all. Yeah, but then again, like this is Lagos, and there are a lot of things that have prices that are ridiculous, and nobody's going to do anything about it. There's no regulation. It's just going to, and then people, there will be a bunch of people that make it a status symbol and yeah. post their receipts. And post their receipts. Yeah, so so odd. Odd. Yeah. It Unfortunately. Is, I feel like it's people that don't have reason. Well, technically, I I heard sometimes that they don't just these receipts are just made up as well. Like you know how you would go out and then they'll have the bottles come and just go around but nobody has actually like opened the bottle um oh. a lot of it is smoke and mirrors <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> i know like it just hit me like oh my gosh yeah. i have never you nobody opened that bottle it just went round and went back again wow. it's smoke and mirrors guys like let's not get carried away here i mean for the most part that is what the, the God forgive me, because I love living in Lagos, and I love everything that Lagos stands for. It is one of the funniest, like, paradox, really. I don't know. It's a cartoon. Oh, Lagos is the, actually the, really nice. But you know place. how... It minus the suffering. The, the, <laughs> the tagline, the tagline, you know how the center of excellence and stuff like that? I feel like there's someone that could be, like, sometimes just packaging. Sometimes <laughs> just packaging. And once, you can, once you can get into that, and you understand Lagos from that point of view, yeah. then you know you don't have to stress yourself. Like... Those the bottles one. just came from there and are going back to where they're coming from. <laughs> Nobody's opening it today. And that's fine. And that's it's, crazy. you know, it's, I think it's also about variety, right? It's like, yeah, sure, I'll participate in your packaging just for the experience, you know. Yeah. But it's I'm never ca- coming back here. <laughs> it's a, honestly, it's a carnival, you know, let's participate in the charade. But I would also just love to be able to go to places the hole in a wall the corner where i can have without the food poisoning mm-hmm, without the food mm-hmm, poisoning because let's mm-hmm. also talk about the food poisoning mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. another reason why some people i feel yeah. like some people can't be adventurous because i'm more yeah and i think that if you go to a restaurant so 
we are running out of time, but you know, let's just round up. Um, I feel like if you go to a restaurant, I think it's your right to ask as many questions as of possible. Course. Some people just order and see something fancy on the menu. Pia will ask you, what is in like what's the size? Can you mm-hmm. demonstrate mm-hmm. it? Can I speak to the mm-hmm. chef or the manager? Because mm-hmm. um, you're paying money for it. Yeah. As long as it's not fast food. You know, fast food, you're on the counter. Even at the counter itself, I'll ask in case it's some... So I'm the kind of person that goes to a place and, you know, I just want to try things because, you know, I've been eating rice. Let me try this fancy thing in that mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. You know, this, their special sauce. I've been burnt by it several times, sure, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like people need to ask more questions because something I've noticed and it's something I, sh- I personally... Like I'm trying to get better at, you know, is to ask more questions instead yeah. of just taking what pe- what people give me. Yeah. Because again, like you said, it's money. So yep. if I see some, because I, I'm not going to lie, I'm adventurous with food, but I've had my fair share of toilet problem after eating fancy yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's not just people that need to learn to ask questions. I think it's also the establishments that need to be comfortable with being asked questions. To have staff that yeah. are equipped to yeah. answer yeah. questions. And they don't feel like you're bothering and they don't them. Feel, because in, one thing I've noticed in Nigeria is people are very uncomfortable with asking questions. And I'm to, like accountability. Even, it, like, dare I say, even medical staff, right, Uh-oh. where they're giving you meds and you're asking, what is this mm-hmm. and what is this for? Mm-hmm. This one you're prescribing, what's it going to do? And they get angry. They get, they flare up like, oh, are you questioning my, my you know, and my, no, I, I'm going to, to put defensive. this in my body. Yeah. Answer my question, you know. So there's that, there's that cultural thing to it, you know. So it's not just about us asking. Mm-hmm. But it's also them knowing that when I ask, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm trying to understand, and that's yeah. okay. And that's okay. I just even like off the point that you're making, I feel like if we get to a point where restaurants, hospitals can train their staff to answer yeah. questions and yeah. understand, yeah. it gives you the person the confidence. It does to order or but swallow the medicine. Do you know <laughs> the thing about it as well? Though it's like in a lot of countries, I know in the US particularly. Restaurants at the end of the day, at the mm. end of each day, when it's if it's a good restaurant, they have family dinners, oh, where, nice. yeah, all of the staff get together and they call it family and they make a meal, and they eat together and they just decompress and it's just what happens at the end of the day at a restaurant. I feel like a lot of staff don't know how to suggest things because they've never had oh, the yeah. food before. Yeah, oh yeah. Gosh, I've experienced that several times. They can't you afford it. it. You ask a waiter and they don't know what they what's can't in the afford food. it. Yeah, they've never been that. given it. And in fact I think they're probably even penalized for trying yeah, that's breaking it. That my can't heart, be man. that can't I I, you know? I would like to believe that like the few times I've been out recently the people I've spoken to about the dishes actually are aware about what's going on, but I can actually say that what do you're making a very solid point, and that's something that needs to change because if you're going to be serving the food, at the very least, you must yeah. know what that you know food what tastes like. Like that's well, I've had a, several like when I ask what is this gong gong, and like because me I'm I want to try new stuff, and yeah. the, the waiter does not know, and then the chef is unwilling to come out. Yeah, and it's like. It's hospitality. Like, it's literally yeah, the hospitality yeah, exactly. industry. Yeah. And you can't hospitalize... Go for Bisha. I wanted to hospitalize me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be hospitable. Hospitable. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's actually something that would... That's actually something that needs to change because there's this restaurant I've been to and I can tell that, like, for the most part, everybody there, they're guys. Like, they, oh, have, I, yeah. they have good parties mm-hmm. together. And you can see that when you are placing your order, mm-hmm. they are very well 
aware of what needs to go in your order. They can even make suggestions to you. And that's like, that makes the ordering experience experience much better. You know what? We've been slandering restaurants. Could you, like, what's this place? Let me, let me go. Oh, this place? Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, Padrino. So, I mean, it's time for a vote of thanks and benediction. (laughs) You know what? Thank you very much. Our guest Salem and Samia, you guys didn't tell Thank us you what you did. Me. I know Samia, um, Salem is a content creator par excellence, you know, yeah. been a big fan for years. Oh. And Samia runs this fashion luxury. Uh, well, I feel like I should modify. Um, I at the moment I think that I am curating experiences, and that extends from textiles mm-hmm. to you know, my textile company to the experience of spaces and design. I think I'm just sort of curious about, I mean, this conversation is part of it. I'm just sort of curious about how like our history and our present sort of fit together in this continuous conversation about like design and designing futures. And that's sort of where I think my work lies. Deep. I would love you to read an audio book, like just to oh read a book gosh, to me. I, I swear. Know. I finished I would love for you to read a book to me. You know, like her pauses, Fam, her cadence. Um, thank you once again for coming to the podcast this is deliciously the podcast for people who love to eat drink and travel you can find us on social media at our open source across everywhere facebook twitter instagram tiktok youtube share everywhere engage like share subscribe